0: Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of thy faithful, and enkindle in them the fire of thy love. Send forth thy Spirit, and they shall be created, and thou shalt renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, who didst instruct the hearts of the faithful by the light of the Holy Spirit, grant us in the same Spirit to be truly wise and ever to rejoice in his consolation, Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Gospel According to St. Luke Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, When you pray, say, Father, Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins. For we ourselves forgive everyone in debt to us. And do not subject us to the final test. The Gospel of the Lord. The Lord's Prayer There were many occasions when the disciples saw Jesus retire in order to pray. Sometimes, he would pray throughout the night. As we read in today's Gospel, disciples approached Jesus one day when he had finished his prayer. They asked him with all simplicity, Lord, teach us to pray. Jesus taught them the Our Father a prayer which millions of people of every language have repeated for 20 centuries. It is a prayer that unites various petitions which the Lord had taught them at different times. Perhaps this is the reason why the prayer is not exactly the same in the Gospels of St. Luke and St. Matthew. What is the same, however, is the prayer's entirety new way of dealing with God. The seven requests have such a simplicity in them that even a child can learn them, but at the same time, such a depth that a whole life can be spent meditating on their meaning. The first words of the Lord's Prayer are Abba, Father. The early Christians did their best to preserve the Aramaic word which Jesus used, Abba. It is very time-likely that this this word was used in the liturgies of the nascent church. This word sets the tone for the rest of the prayer. We find ourselves immediately in a relationship of trust and filiation. The Catechism of the Council of Trent teaches that the Lord omitted other words which might have induced awe or fear in us. He wanted to use a word which would inspire love and confidence in those who were praying. What word could be more agreeable than father? So full is it of tenderness and affection. Jesus chose the word Jewish children used to address their fathers. This was the word he found most suitable for invoking the creator of the entire universe. Abba, Father. It is not easy to take this in. The same God, who understands all things, is a father wholly interested in the lives of his children. Even though we are often weak and ungrateful, the Father wants us to spend entire eternity with him. We have been born so as to attain heaven. St. Thomas teaches that God granted other creatures little gifts. To us men and women, we have been given this entire patrimony. We are his heirs because we are his sons and daughters. But the fact of being children, we are the beneficiaries of his will. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery only to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of sonship. When we cry, Abba, Father, it is the Spirit himself bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God. When we pray Our Father, we should take care to savor those sweet words, Abba, Father, My Father. This prayer will then have a decisive influence on our daily life because, if we really mean that God is our Father, we will struggle to behave as His worthy children. Divine Filiation and Prayer a good many people looked for God in hesitant and blindly groping manner, as if they were in a dense fog. We Christians know with confidence that God is our Father and that He watches over us. The expression, Our Father God, had never been revealed to anyone. When he asked God to identify himself, the name Moses was given was, give, was different from this. This complete new name has been revealed to us by none other than God's Son. Every time we approach God, He tells us, Son, you are always with me and all that is mine is yours. He is interested in every one of our needs and problems. Should we happen to fall, He is there to support us and help us get back on our feet. Everything comes to us from God. If at first something should happen to us that seems either good or bad, we have only to recall that it has been sent to us, or permitted, by a loving Father who is wiser than any physician. God knows what is good for us. The spirit of divine filiation gives life a whole new meaning. It is not an impossible riddle. It is a participation in the building up of the house of the Father, which is creation itself. God calls to each one of us, My son, you go into my vineyard too. Life is no longer filled with anxiety. Death can be faced with serenity and peace, since it leads to our long awaited encounter with Christ. If we can live every moment of our lives as sons and daughters of God, we will be full of prayer. This attitude of piety disposes us promptly to give and spend ourselves generously in whatever relates to the service of the Lord. Since children ought to give respect, veneration, and love to their parents, our lives will give praise and honor to God Almighty. The piety, which is born of divine filiation, is a profound attitude of the soul which eventually permeates one's entire existence. It is there in every thought, every desire, every affection. Through the course of his earthly life, our Lord taught us how to deal with our Father God. In Jesus, we find the highest expression of filial love for the Father. The Gospels recount how, on many occasions, Jesus would withdraw from the multitude to unite himself in prayer with the Father. Jesus teaches us the importance of spending some time in daily prayer with God in the midst of our ordinary intentions, activities. There are times when the Lord prays for his own intentions. This is the prayer of filial abandonment to the will of his Father, which we witness at Gethsemane and on Calvary. Many times, too, Jesus prays for others particularly for the Apostles and his future disciples, including ourselves. Jesus advises us that filial prayer is necessary if we are to resist temptation, to obtain material goods, and final perseverance. This filial conversation has to be personal. When you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in heaven. Secret. This prayer ought to be discreet. It needs to be a humble petition, like that of a publican. Our prayer should be constant and unflagging, like that of the importunate friend or the stubborn widow. It should be filled with trust in God's goodness. Surely, God the Father knows the needs of His children. He provides spiritual goods as well as material goods for them. My Father, talk to him like that, confidently. Who art in heaven, look upon me with compassionate love, and make me respond to thy love. Melt and enkindle my hardened heart. Burn and purify my unmortified flesh. Fill my mind with supernatural light. Make my tongue proclaim the love and glory of Christ, our Father. Teach us, teach me to deal with you with filial trust. Prayer and Fraternity Prayer is certainly a personal act, but it also involves other people. Recollection and interior peace are not an obstacle to including others in our prayer life. The Lord teaches us to say our Father because we share the dignity of children of God with all our brothers and sisters. Our Father, the Lord has told us that before we begin our prayer, we should be sure that no one has an outstanding complaint against us. Once we have been reconciled with our brethren, then the Lord will accept our offering. We have a right to call God our Father if we treat other people as our brothers and sisters, especially those who are closest to us and those who are most in need. St. John points out, If anyone says, I love you, I love God, and hates his brother, he is filial, he is a liar. For he does not love his brother whom he sees, We cannot love God whom he has not seen. St. John Chrysostom has written along the same lines. We cannot call God our Father in all sincerity if we harbor in ourselves a hardened heart. If this is the case, we do not share in the spirit of goodness of our celestial Father. When we say to God, our Father, we do not restrict ourselves to solely personal concerns. We should be presenting him with the adoration of all peoples. A never-ending prayer rises up to God through the action of the communion of saints. We pray for all men and women, for those who never learned to pray, and for those who knew how to but failed to practice prayer. We lend our voice to that of those who have forgotten the existence of their Father in heaven. We give thanks in place of those who have neglected to give thanks. We ask for the needs of those who do not recognize how close they are to the source of graces. In our prayer, we should be so bold as to make a petition for the needs of the entire world. We have to develop the sense of being advocates to God for those who are in need, especially those whom God has put by our side. It should serve as some consolation to us that we have a place in the prayer of our brethren in heaven we will have the joy of meeting all our intercessors. We will meet those Christians who have taken our place whenever we have neglected to pray as we should. How many services to be thankful for The prayer of a Christian is a personal is a, is personal, but it should not be isolated. Whenever we pray, the Our Father, we immediately increase and amplify the communion of saints. Our prayer is united with that of all the just. With the mother of a sick child, with the student struggling to pass an exam, with that girl helping her friend to make a good confession, with that laborer who offers up his work, with that person who offers his unemployment. During the Holy Mass, the priests praise with the faithful, the Our Father. If we take into account the different timetables of different countries, we can be aware that the Holy Mass is being celebrated virtually, continuously, all around the world. Without ceasing, the Church prays this prayer for her children and for all mankind. The world takes up the appearance, then, of a great altar from which goes up unending praise to God the Father, through His Son, Jesus Christ, in the Holy Spirit. We give you thanks, Almighty God, for all thy benefits, through Christ our Lord. Amen.